Hello ladies and gents and welcome to the final episode of this series, episode number 7 of Dickheads of History. Clearly, if you haven't listened to the last episode, make sure you are going to do that. We have an absolutely banging episode on the British Bulldog that is Winston Churchill. But as for this episode, if you are not following me on social media, then undoubtedly you need to be doing that. So, obviously my Instagram is at c.tookie and my Facebook is at kiantookie. Now, as I've just said this will be the last episode in this series of dickheads of history so before we start i'd just like to say thank you to everyone who has helped me supported me and shown me all their love for this series as i've said in previous episodes it really does spur me on so i want to say thank you and hopefully we can end this series with a bang and come back stronger with new bigger better ideas on with this week's episode in this week's episode we'll be focusing on mahatma gandhi there's only a small percentage of you that don't know mahatma gandhi and for those of you who don't or maybe need your memory refreshed Mahatma Gandhi was seen as one of the main figureheads in India achieving independence from British rule with his peaceful protest tactics born in 1869 Gandhi studied in UCL in London in order to become a lawyer through gaining these degrees as a lawyer Gandhi was able to use this in order to become an anti-colonial nationalist as I said before he's mainly known for his campaigning for Indian independence but he is also known for his influence on achieving civil rights for the Indian people. Gandhi was able to see India come to independence, however died six months later after he was assassinated in January 1948. Now, as we can see, Gandhi did a lot for India achieving independence. However, is his title of Mahatma, meaning saint, really justified? Or was was there more that lied beneath the surface of the great freedom fighter that was Mahatma Gandhi? So here are five reasons why Gandhi can be seen as a dickhead of history. At number one, we have that he left his father on his deathbed. In 1885, Gandhi's father grew gravely ill. Now, throughout the time of his father being ill, Gandhi would stay by his bedside, making sure he was there for his last breath. However, clearly Gandhi got a bit tired of this, so instead of staying by his father's bedside when he died, instead he was indulging in sexual intercourse with his then-wife, Casturbia. So, as we can see, Gandhi chose to neglect his father to not be there for his final dying breath and instead enjoy it in sexual intercourse with his wife. On to number two and we have his strange obsession with younger women. Throughout Gandhi's life he seems to be obsessed with younger women as his followers by his side whether it was before or after the death of his wife which we'll come to later on in this list. He often kept them by his side and used to use them for the most mediocre of tasks. Here we can see that some of his younger followers were nicknamed as walking sticks for him as he would literally use them to help him walk. Furthermore he would also ask for his female followers to sleep in the same bed with him and to bathe with him even though he had taken up a vow not to indulge in sexual activity. One of these young girls who chose to follow him, well I say chose, Sashila Naya, sorry if I butcher the name, met Gandhi at age six when her mother took her to him and Gandhi asked her mother to give her daughter up at age six to him so she could come into his care. Sashila ended up staying with Gandhi until the age of 33 where during that time she would not only bathe with him but sleep in the same bed naked with him and as I said this was up until the age of 33 until Gandhi seemed to have become tired of her and despite Sashila being half his age while he was 77 Gandhi needed a younger model and chose to switch his attention to an 18 year old girl that went by the name of Manu. Now the thing is about Manu was the fact that Manu was Gandhi's grand niece. After he 
decided to get rid of Sashila. He decided to have his 18-year-old grandniece sleep in the same bed with him. On to number three, and we have the fact that he had one rule for his followers and another for him. Here we can see he ordered his male followers not to indulge in sexual intercourse with their wives if it was for pleasure. And he ordered that if any of his male followers felt these urges to sleep with their wife, then they should take a bath by themselves. Now you wonder why I would pinpoint the fact that they had to take the baths by themselves. Well, Gandhi believed that he himself, while never partaking in these acts of sexual intercourse, should be allowed to bathe with these younger women followers, as I'd alluded to in the last point. However, it was okay since he would have his eyes closed and not give in to the urges. And when asked why he was allowed to bathe with these younger women, he said he was testing his restraint. Hmm. Okay. Furthermore, as I had said in the last point, he would also sleep naked with these followers. Once again, claiming he was testing his chastity. He would often say to his male followers that they should sleep in a separate bed from their wives in order to not give in to this temptation. There is also reports that Gandhi would have himself aroused, where he would have his followers be involved in non-contact sexual activities, such as strip teases, for his pleasure. As we can see, when it came to following Gandhi, he would more or less make up the rules as he went along. On to number four, and we have Gandhi's racial views. Now, it's clearly documented that Gandhi was a tireless campaigner for Indian civil rights. How have you been mistaken if you thought that Gandhi campaigned for all civil rights? In fact, Gandhi didn't much care about campaigning about every race and ethnicity civil rights, which can be seen by his treatment and opinion of the black Africans. This is clearly shown in his civil rights work in South Africa, where he would often call these black Africans the N-word, uncivilised, uneducated and animal and he said the people of Africa's sole ambition was to collect a certain number of cattle in order to buy a wife pass through their life living in nakedness. Furthermore, it can also be seen in his work as a civil campaigner that the majority of his work that he was trying to implement, he was less concerned with Indians being held on the same platform when it came to rights as white people. Rather, he just wanted to make sure that Indians had more rights than the black African individuals. Furthermore, he also agreed and praised the British for their Zulu massacre, where many black Africans were slaughtered. And on to the final point, point number five, we have the fact that Gandhi allowed his wife to die. Throughout Gandhi's campaigning for civil rights in India, it would become the done thing that he would be captured by the British since he was defying the British Empire by campaigning for Indian independence. As a result of this, him and his wife were thrown into British prisons on a regular basis. However, on one of these occasions, when him and his wife were thrown into prison, only one of them would be leaving. Here we can see, a short while after, Gandhi and and his wife, Kasturbia, were thrown into prison. His wife soon contracted bronco pneumonia. As her health got worse, her son and doctors pleaded to Gandhi to allow her to take the medication that would help her health. However, Gandhi saw this as alien medication and said their faith would save them and if God really wanted her to heal, then they would do it without the help of medicine. Unsurprisingly, his wife soon died after not being able to receive the correct medicine. However, this does get worse. As a couple of months after this, Gandhi soon contracted contracted malaria and as the condition got worse Gandhi was refusing medication for up to three weeks however as his health deteriorated he decided to give in to these alien medicines and once again unsurprisingly he was able to make a full recovery once again showing that when it came to his life he was able to throw the rule book that he created out the window so that it would suit him.
And there we have it, the final point of this series. And as I say at the end of every episode, I've given you the facts and it is up for you to decide if Gandhi was a dickhead of history. Once again, thank you for all of you for your support over the past couple of weeks as I've been doing this podcast series. It has really spurred me on now. I've learned so much from when I started with Walt Disney to where we are now. So thank you. And although we're taking a little break at the moment, as I said at the start of the episode, there is a lot of things in the work and a lot of things to be excited about. So keep an eye out for that by following my social media but as for this series thank you for listening make sure you're recommending it to any tom dick and harry and i'll see you next time thank you